Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, did God have me on a lesson plan this week? (laughs) And I get to share that with you today. Uh, It has much to do with our Jesus Labor Love Ministry. That's free car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. You may be familiar with that ministry. Of course, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com. We're going to talk about that some in the show today. But God really exploded one of the boxes that I had put him in, perhaps I hadn't put him there in intellectually, but I sure had put him there in my heart. So just in case you share this box with me, let me take you through God's lesson plan this week. First off, to get a sense of the box I'm talking about, perhaps you recall a movie, the movie Aladdin. It was a Disney movie. And here's sort of an encounter with the genie of the lamp. We're going to play for that for you right now. Right here, direct from the lamp, right here for your very much wish fulfillment. Thank you. Whoa. Wish fulfillment? Three wishes to be exact, and ixnay on the wishing for more wishes. That's it. Three. Uno, dos, tres. No substitutions, exchanges, or refunds. Now I know I'm dreaming. So what'll it be, master? (laughs) You're gonna grant me any three wishes I want, right? Uh, almost. There are a few provisos, uh, a couple of quid pro quo. Like? Uh, rule number one? I can't kill anybody. So don't ask. Uh, rule number two? I can't make anybody fall in love with anybody else. <laughs> you little fun there. Rule number three? I can't bring people back from the dead. It's not a pretty picture. I don't like doing it! Other than that, you got it. Provisos? You mean limitations? On wishes? <laughs> Some all-powerful genie. Can't even bring people back from the dead. I don't know, Abu. He probably can't even get us out of this cave. Looks like we're gonna... So here, you may agree with me <laughs> that when it comes to those rules, number one, you can't kill anyone. Obviously, God can certainly accomplish that. And number three, bringing people back from the dead, if you're a Christian, obviously... <laughs> You see that that Jesus accomplished that. However, it was that rule number two that if you had told me a week ago that it it didn't apply to God, you really would have surprised me. And that rule is, can God make anybody fall in love with anybody else? So I understand you free will folks right this minute may be suspecting something and you're considering changing the channel, but don't touch that dial. I promise I'm not going to go there, but I do want to share a couple of stories that perhaps will help you see that God may be up to something in your life and hopefully share some other car wisdom along the way. It is the fifth Saturday of the month, which for those longtime Christian Car Guy listeners know that that was Dr. Sonny. Whenever we had a fifth Saturday in a month, we'd have Dr. Sonny. So we're going to do a short Dr. Sonny tribute a little bit later in the show. And then at the bottom of the hour... We are going to finally get the uh, folks from the Ford's Pro Backup Trailer Assist we were supposed to have last week. They're going to be calling in. We're going to share off all that. But 
to start off with, we're on this God lesson plan, and yeah, I'm going to take you there. And as I mentioned last Friday, or I mentioned this on the show last week, that we had a bit of an issue. And the Jesus labor love is, like we say, it's free car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And we talked about last week that sometimes people have unrealistic expectations of and it's very hard when you're trying to get people to call you back whenever you take your car in for service i don't care whether you're asking for you know the jesus of labor help which is again the 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 people that participate in that are going to donate the labor and this particular situation the single mom that was involved got really upset because she didn't get a call back from it was abendola automotive i'll go ahead and tell the story because i think that you're going to be blessed to know how Joey worked this out, how God worked it out in the end, but it has a lot to do with this story. This whole idea of can God make somebody love somebody? And, and what happened in this situation was she got really upset. I got a call last Friday night about 7 o'clock from Joey saying, I don't know how I can help this lady. She's so upset at me. She's, you know, we've got an employee that's upset, and it was all a, a fairly big mess. And so she was going to go, in fact, she did have her car towed away that Saturday, last Saturday while we were on the air, there was a, a tow truck coming to get that car towed away. So that situation looked fairly black at the time. And then to make matters worse, as I headed into work after the Memorial Day weekend celebration, again, thank you all our service folks for your service and certainly for families that lost loved ones. But so Tuesday morning on my way in, I get a call from really one of the biggest suppliers we had in the Jesus labor level. It was a new car dealer and they called me and this again, mom had called them and based on, you know, a long conversation and they were really feeling frustrated by the situation. They are dropping out of the program. So now I've got two upset <laughs> labor love folks and I still got a mom that's upset. And then shortly thereafter, she called me and she or actually emailed me. And she wanted to know how I was going to help her. Well, I was down two car repair centers based on what I was looking at at the moment. I'm like, I don't know. I've got a board meeting on Thursday night. I'm going to have to see how that plays out. So we're going to leave our hero there on that part of the story for now. And then I got to tell you that, you know, how God has you to lesson plan. A lot of stuff's going on in your life that's all trying to teach you stuff that he's informing you on. Well, I do a devotion at a nursing home that's behind the dealership that we owned in Moxville. And I've done it for nearly 20 years now. And so I've been known as the man with the papers because every Wednesday I go out and I get my jokes together so I can laugh and we can, I like to laugh and we do all that. But I also try to find an inspirational story. And I usually try to find something that's short that I can do so I can go ahead and do my devotion. Well, as I'm working on this paper that I can print out to hand all the people that I'm there because they love to get something when you do a devotion, by the way. It's great to hand them something that they can take with them. And I come across this story and it looks way too long, but as I begin to read, I just something told me, Robbie, read this. And as I began to read it, I realized, wow, this thing is more than powerful. I've got to use it. And so this was my next step on the lesson plan, and I can't help but share it with you. Because this story has blessed me in so many different ways on so many different levels. I know it doesn't have to do with cars, but it does have to do with God's lesson plan on cars. So here we go. It's called The Dying Drummer Boy, and it was by Dr. M.L. Rosevelli. And it says, I was a surgeon in the United States Army during the Civil War, and after the Battle of Gettysburg, 
There were hundreds of wounded soldiers in my hospital. Many were wounded so severely that a leg or an arm or sometimes both needed to be amputated. One of these was a boy who'd been in the service for only three months. Since he was too young to be a soldier, he enlisted as a drummer. And when my assistants to gave him, came to give him the chloroform before the amputation, he turned his head and refused. When they told him that it was the doctor's orders, he said, send the doctor to me. I came to his bedside and he said, young man. And I said, young man, why do you refuse the chloroform? chloroform? And when I picked up when I picked you up on the battlefield, you were so far gone that I almost didn't bother to pick you up. But you opened those large blue eyes, and it occurred to me that you had a mother somewhere who might be thinking of you at that very moment. And I didn't want, to, I didn't want you to die in the battlefield, so I had you brought here. But you've lost so much blood that you've, you're just too weak to live through an operation without chloroform. You'd better let me give you some. He laid his hand on mine, looked at me in the face, and said, Doctor, one Sunday afternoon when I was nine and a half years old, I gave my life to Christ. I learned to trust him then, and I know I can trust him now. He is my strength. He will support me while you amputate my arm and leg. I asked him if he would at least let me give him a little brandy. So now if my Savior calls me, um, I ask if I could give him a little brandy. And I got to find page four, which, ah, again, he looked at me and said, Doctor, when I was about five years old, my mother knelt beside my bed with her arms around me and said, Charlie, I'm praying to Jesus that you will never take even one drink of alcohol. Your father died a, died a drunkard, and I've asked God to use you warn people. I've asked God to, to use you to warn people against the dangers of drinking and to encourage them to love and serve the Lord. I'm now 17 years old, and I've never had anything stronger than tea or coffee. There's a very good chance that I'm about to die and to go into the presence of my God. Would you send me there with brandy on my breath? I'll never forget the look that boy gave me. At that time, I hated Jesus, but I respected that the, boy, the boy's loyalty to his Savior. And when I saw how he loved and trusted him to the very end, something deeply touched my heart. I did for that boy what I had never done for any other soldier. I asked him if he wanted to see his chaplain. And we'll continue that story on the other end of the break. We do have much on the Jesus Labor Love to talk about. We've got the gentleman calling in from Ford. we got the Dr. Sonny tribute. So much Christian Car Guy show, and we hope to get some calls as well. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be back after the I don't think you quite realize what you've got here. So why don't you just ruminate whilst I illuminate the possibilities. Well, Alibaba had them 40. The Xeris had had a thousand tails. The master, you're in luck, cause up your sleeves got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition in your can. You got some punch. Bizarre. Yahoo and Howsey, all you gotta do is rob that land. And I'll say, all right, today on the Christian Car Guy Show, have you had God in some kind of a genie box? <laughs> That's a question that obviously I had to face myself as I was given the lesson plan this week. Can God make somebody fall in love with somebody else? Again, we're going to share some stories from the Jesus Labor Love, Car Repair Labor for Single Moms and Widows that, that kind of led me along those lines, this lesson plan. And 
you know, right before the break, we were sharing the story on the dying drummer boy that was written uh, right shortly after the Civil War. And I would point out that all this information is at ChristianCarGuy.com. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, the complete story is written out there if you want to share this, because I think if your mind's going to be blown as mine was uh, to see what happened. But the question is, can God cause somebody to fall in love with somebody else? And again, I'm just sharing stories of things that have happened. And so what can we do with that? So picking up our friend, the doctor, as he was going to perform this amputation with the boy uh, without chloroform, he said he did for that boy what he'd never done for another soldier. I asked him if he wanted to see his chaplain. The chaplain knew that the boy, the chaplain knew the boy well from having seen him often in tent prayer meetings. Taking his hand, he said, Charlie, I'm sorry to see you like this. Oh, I'm all right, sir, answered Charlie. The doctor offered me chloroform, but I told him I didn't want any. They wanted to give me brandy, which I didn't want either. So now if my Savior calls me, I can go to him in my right mind. You must not die, Charlie, said the chaplain, but if the Lord does call you home, is there anything I can do for you if after you're gone? And the chaplain said, please, I mean, he said to him, chapter, chaplain, please reach under my pillow and take my little Bible. My mother's address is inside. Please send it to her and write a letter for me. Tell her that since I left home, I've never let a single day pass, no matter if we are on the march or on the battlefield in the hospital or in the hospital without reading a portion of God's word and daily praying that he would bless her. Is there anything else I can do for you, my lad? Asked the chaplain. Yes, please write a letter to Sunday school teacher of the Sand Street Church in Brooklyn. Tell him that I've never forgotten his encouragement, good advice, and prayers for me. They've helped me and comforted me through all the dangers of battle. And now, in my dying hour, I thank the Lord for my dear old teacher and ask him to bless and strengthen him, and that is all. Then turning to me, he said, I'm ready, doctor. I promise I won't even groan while you take off my arm and leg if you don't offer me chloroform. I promised, but I didn't have the courage to take the knife in my hand without first going to the next room and taking a little brandy myself. While cutting through the flesh, Charlie Colson never groaned. When I took the saw to separate the bone, the lad took the corner of his pillow in his mouth, and all I could hear him whisper was, Oh, Jesus, blessed Jesus, stand by me now. He kept his promise. He never groaned. I couldn't sleep that night. Which, whichever way I tossed, I turned. I saw those soft blue eyes, the words, Blessed Jesus, stand by me now. Kept ringing in my ears. A little after midnight, I finally left my bed and visited the hospital something I'd never done before unless there was an emergency. I had such a strange and strong desire to see that boy, and when I got there, an orderly told me that 16 of the badly wounded soldiers had died. Was Charlie Colson one of them, I asked? No, sir, he answered. He's sleeping as sweet as a babe. When I came to his bed, one of the nurses said that about 9 o'clock, two members of the YMCA came through the hospital to sing a hymn. The chaplain was with them, and he knelt by Charlie's bed and offered a fervent and stole soul-stirring prayer. Then while on their knees, they sang one of the sweetest of all hymns, Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Charlie sang along with them, too. I couldn't understand how that boy who was in such horrible pain could sing. Five days after I performed the operation, Charlie sent for me, and it was from him that I heard my first gospel sermon. Doctor, he said, my time has come. I don't expect to see another sunrise. I want to thank you with all my heart for your kindness to me. I know you're a Jewish and that you do not believe in Jesus, 
but I want you to stay and see me die trusting my Savior to the last moments of my life. I tried to stay, but I just couldn't. I didn't have the courage to stand by and see a Christian boy die rejoicing in the love of that Jesus who I hated. So I hurriedly left the room. About 20 minutes later, an orderly came and found me sitting in my office with my hands covering my face. He told me that Charlie wanted to see me. I've just seen him, I answered. I can't see him again. But the doctor, but doctor, he says, he must see you once more before he dies. So I made up my mind to go and see Charlie, say an endearing word and let him die. However, I was determined that nothing he would say would influence me in the least bit so far as Jesus was concerned. When I entered the hospital, I saw he was sinking fast, so I sat down by his bed. But that feeling, I sat down at his bed, and again, I lost a page, but I found it. Asking me to take his hand, he said, Doctor, I love you because you're a Jew. The best friend I found in the world was a Jew. I asked him who that was, and he answered, Jesus. And I want to introduce you to him before I die. Will you promise me, doctor, that what I'm about to say to you, you will never forget. I promised, and he said, five days ago, while, I, while you amputated my arm and leg, I prayed to the Lord Jesus Christ and, he ans- and asked him to make his love known to you. Those words went deep into my heart. I couldn't understand how, when I was causing him the most intense pain, he could forget about himself and think of nothing but the Savior and my unconverted soul. All I could say to him was, well, my dear boy, you will soon be all right. And with these words, I left him. And 12 minutes later, he fell asleep safe in the arms of Jesus. Hundreds of soldiers died in my hospital during the war, but I only followed one to the grave, and that was Charlie Colson. I rode three miles to see him buried. I had him dressed in a uniform and placed in an officer's coffin with the United States flag over it. That boy's dying words made a deep impression on me. I was rich at the time so far as money was concerned, but I would, have to get, I would have given every penny I possessed if I could have felt towards Christ as Charlie did. But that feeling cannot be bought with money. Alas, I soon forgot all about my Christian soldier's little sermon. But I could not forget the boy himself. Well, we only have a couple minutes left in that story. I do want to complete that and then tell you about how that has to do with the Jesus labor love. We have the gentleman from Ford calling in, talking about their backup system. And a tribute to Dr. Sonny. All coming up on the Christian Car Guy Show. Plus, we are taking your calls. 866-348-7884. not the lord of the lamp that's what we're talking about today your god box or in this case my god box how i thought in my mind is god capable of making someone fall in love with somebody else i thought he lived under genie rule (laughs) we shared the story so far of the dying drummer boy in the civil war again if you want to hear the rest of that story you can go to christiancarguy.com i'm going to tell the rest of the story but if you want to if you came in late on the story and you want to see the beginning of it or you want to share it with somebody 
or anything else that we do on the show, it's always at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as the whole information on Ford's new backup system, which we're going to get to in a minute as they're calling in. But I did want to end the story so that it did not leave everybody hanging. It says the Jewish doctor who had amputated the boy's leg now says, looking back, I know I was under deep conviction of sin at the time, but for nearly 10 years, I held back until finally the dear boy's prayer was answered and I surrendered my life to the love of Jesus. About a year and a half after my conversion, I went to a prayer meeting at one evening in Brooklyn. It was one of those meetings where Christians testify about the loving kindness of God. And after several had spoken, an elderly lady stood up and said, dear friends, this is the last time. I'll have a chance to publicly share how good the Lord has been to me. My doctor told me yesterday that my right lung is nearly gone and my left lung is failing fast and at best only have a short time to be with you. But what is left of me belongs to Jesus. It's a great joy to know that I shall soon meet my son with Jesus in heaven. Charlie was not only a soldier for his country, but also a soldier for Christ. He was wounded at the Battle of Gettysburg and was cared for by a Jewish doctor who amputated his arm and leg. He died five days after the operation. The chaplain of the regiment wrote me a letter and sent me my boy's Bible. I was told that in his dying hour, my son Charlie sent for the Jewish doctor and said to him, five days ago, while you amputated my arm and leg, I prayed to the Lord Jesus Christ for you. Again, the Jewish doctor speaking says, as I heard this lady speak, I couldn't sit still. I left my seat, ran across the room and took her hand and said, God bless you, my dear sister. Your boy's prayer has been heard and answered. I am the Jewish doctor that Charlie prayed for, and his Savior is now my Savior. The love of Jesus has won my soul. That is the true account of Charlie Colson, the Christian drummer boy, taken from an old out-of-print book called Touching Incidents and Remarkable Answers to Prayer. As I mentioned, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com, but you have to, the, the story begs the question that I think God was teaching me this week, which is, did, call, did God cause this Jewish man who hated Jesus to fall in love with Jesus? And did he do that through this young boy and his prayers? I'll leave you to ponder that as we get a chance to talk to Brant Coltis with Ford and talk about this phenomenal new pro backup system. You guys have a better idea. If somebody's got to back up a trailer, Brant, this thing is more than cool. Oh, yeah. It uh, takes... Uh Makes it a lot easier. And there's a neat video we've got at Christian Car Guy that, that shows it, but if you've ever tried to back a, a trailer into a, a, a slip or, or something along those lines and it's a challenge, can you kind of explain to our listeners how this, how this thing works? Sure, absolutely. I think, and I think everybody's got a, uh, that drives a truck uh, and uses the truck as a story about, you know, waiting at the boat ramp or, uh, trying to get uh, their trailer to go where they want it to go. And uh, most of our uh, F-150 customers uh, use their truck to tow at some point. Not all of them use it every day, uh, but a lot of them use it sometimes, you know, on the weekend or when they need to use it for work. And backing up a trailer um, with a pickup truck is, uh, or any, any vehicle is, is, is kind of counterintuitive. you got to turn the wheel the opposite way of where you want the trailer to go. And so what, Ford has come up with, and we're really excited to have on the on the 16 mile a year F-150 is a feature called Pro Trailer Backup Assist. And how it works is it it basically when you buy a 16 mile a year F-150, it will come, and if you have a trailer tow package, it will come with a knob. And when you want to back a trailer up 
uh, with your F-150, if you turn the knob to the right, the trailer goes to the right. If you turn the knob to the left, the trailer goes to the left. And you, uh, as the driver, you use your mirrors, uh, you use your rear view camera to, to watch what you're doing, uh, but the truck itself uh, uses the rear view camera. And what we do is uh, when, when you turn that knob to the right, uh, the, the truck steers the trailer where it needs to go. So you, you literally take your hands off the steering wheel and the wheel spins around and uh, the truck, truck moves, the, moves the trailer where you want it to go. So one of the things that's hard enough with the trailer is just going back in a straight line. And when you use this feature and you put the vehicle in reverse um, and you use your mirrors and watch where you're going, this truck will go in a straight line, straight back. Uh, so it, it, for people that don't back a trailer a lot, it's going to make it a lot easier. And even for customers that, that back trailers all the time, um, it makes it a whole lot faster to just have the trailer go exactly where you want it to go. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. Just going in a straight line or trying to get it to go straight is a challenge, but it's cool if you just leave it straight and take your hands off the wheel, let the truck figure out... <laughs> <laughs> how to make all that happen and and you, you, who knows uh what it could say but also it, there's some safety in that in that you know so many incidents with pedestrians happen in parking parking lots and people backing up and stuff like that and with trailers it's it's an un, it's a safety issue absolutely it it uh is something that uh you know we take really seriously and our, i know our customers take it really seriously too is you know you're you're uh as a driver in that situation, I mean, you're you're working the brake, you're using your mirrors, you're watching where you're going, and uh, you know this helps you focus on a couple of the things and and guide the trailer where you want it to go. That's clearly a better idea, Brant. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. Keep up the good work. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. All right, it's all there at christiancarguy.com forwards better backup idea. It shows a video on how it works and all that kind of stuff. It is it's truly fascinating to me what the technology is that they continue to come out with. Uh, and and the, it certainly leaves us to the wonder at some point in time, are we still going to get to steer our stuff? <laughs> or is Big Brother going to take over? I don't know. But and, and those of us who have control issues, obviously, you know, you don't have to use it if you don't want to. <laughs> so that's how that works. Well, getting back to my lesson plan, and the, and, the, and the topic for today's show is, to an extent, can God, or do you believe, like the genie, that he can't make somebody fall in love with somebody else? What is your thought process on that? Of course, if you've experienced it, I would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. And if you were listening to the beginning of the show, I described a lady that we were having some difficulty with with our Jesus Labor Love, which again is free car repair labor for single moms and widows, families in crisis. And what it is is that the people like Joe Abandola, who I'm telling this story about, they donate the labor, but the single mom or the widow in this case would need the parts. And there was a lot of discussion because it turned out that this car that we're talking about right now, a Toyota Corolla, had blown the head gasket. And it had blown it so bad that it, it, it milkshake the oil is what we call it. When you look at the oil, it looks like a milkshake because the water's in the oil which means there's possible engine damage, and it's a really a serious situation. And she had a serious situation, which, again, we mentioned she got so angry that she had towed her car away, and she was asking for help, and it, it was very dis distressing because I'd 
already had one big incident. Did I want to set up another one? So Thursday, when I had my board meeting, I'd already read this story about Charlie Colson. God already had me on this lesson plan, but I want to share with you a piece of scripture <laughs> that, that God had given me where it's from the uh, book of Exodus. Now, if you remember the situation that the Egyptians had gone through all these different plagues, but there in, in uh, Exodus 13, it says God had given the people given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so they granted them whatever they requested. And that word favor could be translated grace. And so it was like, I thought, wait a minute now, these people hated the Jews. And they were killing them. They were killing their firstborn, all this stuff, and they were certainly aggravated by all this stuff that had happened. But it said God granted them favor in the eyes of the Egyptians, and the Egyptians gave them everything they requested, i.e. the gold and silver that was later used to make the tabernacle and all the items in the tabernacle. And when I read that that morning, Thursday morning, it just grabbed my heart and I said, wait a minute, you mean God can cause somebody else to fall in love with somebody else? It's one thing for the Jewish doctor now that God was causing him to fall in love with God, but here's a situation where he's causing these the Jews to fall in love with another, I mean, the Egyptians to fall in love with the Jews. So I, I began to ponder this <laughs> box that I'd put God in. And so we're going to get to the rest of that story. Hear the Dr. Sonny tribute. And of course, we'd love to hear your call. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. When we come back. today where we have been walking through God's lesson plan for me this week in defining is he capable of making one person love another against the whole genie idea of you know the rules that that Aladdin was told he couldn't do but God has been showing me this week that yeah well I don't know there's a couple incidences and we mentioned um which I misspoke it's actually in Exodus 11:30 three through 35 that, that he talked about how he caused the Egyptians to find favor. I mean, the, 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 the Jews to find favor in the eyes of the Egyptians and they plundered them. So taking us back to this lady that we'd had the trouble with in the Jesus labor love, the board met Thursday night and we had decided not to help her due to the fact that we'd had the incidences. And so she called me almost right on schedule first thing Friday morning. And she was quite abrupt and, are you going to help me or not? And I said, no, the board met and we really didn't. And she almost started another conflict. And I said, it's obvious that we're just not a good fit. This just doesn't seem to be working out and I'm sorry. And we hung up and I thought it was all done, <laughs> but God had other plans. Almost immediately, a friend of mine came in, a pastor friend, um, actually James Barley from Lexington. And we began to record another segment of a show I do called Disciple Magazine, where he does a moment of grace. And as we were talking, I talked to, to him about my struggle with that passage in Exodus. We didn't mention the lady at all. We, I said, can God 
cause somebody to fall in love with somebody else. And he and, and I said, I always thought that he couldn't. I thought it was like the genie, but now I'm thinking he can. And he said, Robbie, it's almost exactly the opposite because how could I have fallen in love with God if he hadn't caused that to happen? As I began to ponder that, the more I thought about that, the, the more it started to stick in my soul. And as he left, the the all of a sudden I began to pray, God, what do I do with this situation with the labor love and God put it on my heart. You need to call her back. You need to call her back. You need to call her back. You need to try to help her. And I was like, wow, this is hard, man. This is not somebody that I like. This is hard. But God kept putting it on my heart to call her back. Well, as you might guess, I called her back. And not only was she hopeful that we could get some help, we actually called Joey Abandola back the Lord allowed us to find an engine for her car. Joey volunteered to do the whole labor to put in this whole engine, which is a phenomenal thing, especially for a lady that we both were a little upset with. But God had caused favor. God had caused this whole thing to happen. And again, we don't know how it's all going to work out because we still got to get the car fixed. And who knows where this all may go. But I can certainly tell you that it was a God moment that Robbie didn't have any, want to have anything to do with the lady. Joey wanted had nothing to do with her. But then God came in and he changed everybody's heart. Now, prayer is a significant part of this whole thing. And it says in Romans, obviously, God will have mercy on whom he'll have mercy and he's going to harden who he's going to harden. So God's sovereign. And, and these are things that we can consider as we go to prayer. Can God soften the heart of somebody we think is absolutely unturnable? Well, Scripture would say that it does. But I couldn't finish this show today, which being the fifth Saturday of a month, I was thinking about Dr. Sonny. So I'm pretty sure that'll close out most of the time we have together today to hear Dr. Sonny, but I would sure like to hear him one more time on one more fifth Saturday of the month. Here is our good friend who went to be with the Lord last September, Dr. Sonny. Dr. Sonny's Fox's first show was in December 20th of 2008. And of course, I had no idea who I might be interviewing. His bio certainly stood out to me, but very quickly into that show, as you could tell, a star was being born, as I could see, God had gifted him uniquely uh, to share motorsports parables. Here are Dr. Sonny's first words on the Christian Car Guy Show. Live from California, he's the master of motorsports parables, the wizard of wide oval racetrack biblical timelines. He refers to himself as a recovering bozo. He's Dr. Sonny Fox from Team Possibilities. Dr. Sonny, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. What you hey, got? Listen, thanks for having me on. Um, what, a, what a nice, kind word you had this morning. <laughs> we always look for something in your bio that stands out, you know. And Bozo, you know, that just, you know, being that I lived in Chicago at one point in time, I always had an affinity for him. We're always, we're all recovering something at some level. <laughs> So, well, listen, uh, I was called to the ministry to, very simple, six words, present the gospel using motorsports parable. And what God has asked me to do with the gifts that he's given me is to try to update fishing and farming and wine dressing and sheep herding and all that into the 21st century so everybody has a car or knows a car or been around a car. 75 million people attend a motorsports event each year in America and 200 million in Europe. Cool. We have lines open, so if you want to test Dr. Sonny, he's up to it. 866-34-TRUTH. Here's what you can test him. He has an acronym for any automotive word 
You know, you, you can come up with it like, you know, race. What's the acronym for race, Dr. Sonny? Responsibility, accountability, commitment, and education. Those are the four tires on your car. Any one of those are flat, you're not going to get where you need to oh, go. Oh, there you go. Or maybe, you know, it, it, maybe you've got a weld somewhere and you're, you're trying to put your car together. What's Is there an acronym for weld out there somewhere, Doctor? Absolutely. God built us. We're equipped to love deeply. Just like when you fuse metal together welding, we're equipped to love deeply. The deeper you love, the closer we get. All right. There you go. If you want to test Dr. Sonny, if you can think of any automotive word, you know, maybe you're sitting there thinking about titanium, you know, who knows what. Call us with it. Dr. Sonny promises by the end of the show he's going to have a par- uh, he's going to have a parable for you. So we're excited about that. Dr. Sonny, you're still with me after all that. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, just made some fresh squeezed orange juice. I went out this morning and picked some oranges off the tree and think about oh, water skiing thank you, this thank afternoon. you very much. You're <laughs> certainly welcome. <laughs> we got Jim in Missouri. Jim, you're on the Christian Car Guy. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You got a car part for Dr. Sonny. Yeah, and I want to make sure that we're talking mechanical or body, either one, right? Oh, yeah, you go there, buddy. Okay, and this is probably going to be a whole lot easier than I think it will be, but I'm going to say a quarter panel. Quarter panel. All right, Dr. Sonny, here's your mission if you choose to accept it. By the end of the show, there's just a few words in quarter panel. I hope you're spelling it right. You know, we got Jerry here from Race Body Shop. (laughs) If you need to get that. I can't spell. My my mother would tell you that. All right, Jim. Stay tuned. tuned. You're going to hear it by the end of the show. Coming up after this. Dr. Sonny, when we left our heroes, you were trying to make a parable for quarter panel. Have you got it yet? Absolutely. Oh, 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 oh. Right, let me introduce you again for those of you just tuning in. We have Dr. Sonny Fox. He is with Motorsports Parables, or the, it's actually Team Possibilities. And we've challenged him today. You come up with your word, any automotive term, and Dr. Sonny will make a parable. You know, you name it titanium something, or not, this, the, my friend called in. He said quarter panel. Lay it on us, Dr. Sonny. Okay, if you got a quarter panel, <clears throat> two things quickly. If you go to the uh, my website, teampossibilities.com, you will see part of the oval racetrack is a crew cab Bible timeline. And on that quarter panel up front is Genesis 1 through 11. So you can walk somebody down the side of a crew cab and run the entire Bible timeline down there. But specifically, my parable for you using quarter panel, quickly undo anxiety. Repent today. That's the quarter. Pro- oh, wow. Panel, pride accumulates nonsense, and it eliminates love. So what you need to do is if your quarter panel is out of whack, take it to the auto body shop guy there and eliminate. That's right. How's that? (laughs) That's unbelievable. I mean, it's just amazing. You'd think we set that up, folks, but I, I we no, no way you set that up. (laughs) All right. You got your word. That was Dr. Sonny Fox again. We're blessed to uh, have had him on the show for all those years. And those of you who are familiar, I never saw him stumped. He would come at you with all sorts of things. But we want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy show today. As always, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and find out about the Dying Drummer Boy or Ford's Backup System or any of our daily tips. Of course, the Jesus Labor Love information is there. Free car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And if you're somewhere where you're looking for somebody good to work on your car and you're you're one of the areas that carry our program, chances are you've got some people listed there that give to the Jesus Labor Love. What great people to uh, take your car to.